Yes, I have. Human feces? Have you eaten human feces? No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Because you know you're probably not going to like it. No way. Don't don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! <laughs> I think I might have been a little bit delayed on my hay when that when that last beat hit, but it's okay. You gotta do better. I gotta do better. Do I know. I'm better. fucking awful. I am fucking awful. Mm, yeah, well, I didn't say it, but it's fine. There you go. Uh, this is Asian <laughs> Radio. This is this is the weekly music podcast. This this is the greatest music podcast podcast of all time. I can't even speak. On this stupid podcast, on this great podcast, uh, this is where we get into a different album every week, and we get into the nitty gritty of it. We really dive deep into it, and I uh, hope you guys all enjoy. So go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us, and there follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We will soon. This is something I haven't even brought up to Jeff yet, Whoa. but we will soon have a phone number for you <laughs> to call, and you can leave us a voicemail. And you could tell us how amazing we are and all that good shit and how much you love me. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Um, or, or in the end, it's probably just going to be everybody bitching and complaining and talking shit on us. But that's fine, too, yeah. because we won't play those. <laughs> uh, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Yeah. Now, Jeff, what I want to know is. All right, so before we get into the actual <laughs> album of the week, <laughs> before we get into the actual album of the week, we're going to do what we love to do on the pod, and that is rank things. So we're going to rank all four of the Run the Jewels albums, and uh, and hopefully we're, we're both right, and we like the same things, and we like the same songs, because that's always fun when you have two people who like the exact same things and talk about it, so... Let's start with you, Jeff. What do you got for your least favorite or the worst, maybe, Run the Jewels record? What do you got? So, for one, we've only ever agreed on one band, artist, one group, right? Do you remember? Besides the Sex Pistols, I think it was the week before that. And what was it? it I don't even remember. It was the did. Dead Kennedys and their oh, five God. albums. Yeah. So the I, I I added that to our show notes. I don't know if you've noticed at the very bottom of the show notes, it says Dead Kennedy's five albums. Just so we have just we have we have something there because that was historic. We've <laughs> never agreed one hundred percent on the album rankings on any group ever. That's true. That is the first. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. But um, bottom, <laughs> bottom, bottom, bottom. All right, Regina. Bottom. <laughs> that's the best okay so oh, so I love regina my my rankings changed three times this week they changed three times okay um, i listened to a lot of rtj and my rankings changed just because 
there were thing there was nothing bad like they there was nothing bad that I didn't like it was it was always just okay I like this one a little bit more now so I'm gonna insert this higher in my ranking so given that their least best mm-hmm. is their first album right, fair enough fair enough but for a debut album like this this falls into the category of amazing like it's 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 great like LP and Killer Mike they play off each other in a way that's playful and forceful there's a good mix of of like this intellectual approach but also mm-hmm. this emotional one regarding the various topics that they're discussing within the album great stuff yes correct it is uh favorite track get it it's it's got this like obnoxious beat in the hook and it's so effective and it keeps your interest and it just it just like it beats you down the more it goes on you just get like worn down by this by this this obnoxious beat and i hate it but i also love it at the same time and i That's so weird. i i love how the group like introduces themselves as their real names rather than their stage names yeah, and it's just like a song. They do that a lot, just, or they talk about a lot. It's just a song about their coolness. And LP says we're overly fucking awesome. <laughs> just, <laughs> I think it's so fucking cool. It's so rad. Yeah, it it's is so lighthearted, is. fun. I'm with you, man. <clears throat> so that so my my number four my my least my least favorite, or my least best is the term that you've coined. Uh, it's it's. Run the Jewels one. It's the first record. It's their debut record. It's definitely. It's far from bad. It's it's a very good record, and uh, it's just for a debut record. I mean, what a way what a way to start your career. I I know that LP and Killer Mike had both done had their own careers prior to this, but goddamn, what a what an amazing combo of a band or of a group. Like it's just it's remarkable how good they are together. <laughs> It truly is, and my my favorite track is the opening song, Ooh. the song "Run the Jewels." I mean, what a gr- what a perfect introduction to this fucking group. <laughs> they this this showcases everything that they do well. It showcases Killer Mike's great flow. It shows off the great production of LP. It's just it's so fucking good. I, I love it. I agree. So that's that, that's my that's my number four, and that's my favorite song. Off of their first record, it's Run the Jewels. I, so, what do you got for number what? I don't think I could even like rate their first album like less than a two. I'm like minimal two point two five is probably what I would give it, without even yeah. like thinking about, without even diving into it. That's probably like the least I would give it. It could only go up from there. Like that's yeah, how that's how that's, that's how good it is. That's how not bad it is. It's just, it's just their least best. I I honestly don't think there's any one of these records that are below two point five for me. Out of three, fair. There's nothing. There's nothing lower than two point five. It's they're that fucking good. So what do you got for your your third least best? Uh, what third least best is RTJ two. Okay. This one uh, this one's a little darker, a little more complex um, than RTJ one. There's a lot of layers to kind of uncover here, but uh, but it's still a banger. And and my favorite track was Blockbuster Night Part One, like mm. that beat is just that beat's absolutely insane. It, it reminds me of like uh, of that song Sandstorm that 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 techno song oh, Sandstorm. Techno song? Yeah, that, that you hear when you go to like Six Flags <laughs> and shit. 
how it's just like a constant build and it's just a super heavy drop. It's like the same thing here. Like the two of them go back and forth and it's 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 got like this weird techno beat and then it has a super heavy drop and that cool loud part and it's just mm-hmm. it's just like a sensory overload that's just constantly building and constantly like giving giving you relief that you need. Yeah. And it's amazing. Well that that leads me to my my third least best. And it's their second record as well. Oh no. <laughs> it, it is, man. And that's not like like we've been saying it's not a knock to the record because it it is it is truly a great record. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and I agree with you that it goes in a more like darker and more cynical uh fashion when it comes to the lyrics or even even beat wise too. And I kind of like that because it, the first one was introducing themselves and introduce and kind of saying, you know, here we are. We're we're. I don't know. I can't even think what I'm trying to say. Fucking say. About we'll get it, there because I, I, I do want to go over their album covers at some point. But we'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Okay. So let, let's just say my favorite song. I have two favorite songs. I, I'm sorry. I got I got two Ooh. favorites. My my first favorite is Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck. Now I know. You're probably going to jump down my throat because that was the one that features Zach. Zach De La Roca, of course. From Rage Against the Machine. And, but also, hear me out, it's also really great because the entire beat is Zach De La Roca. Yeah. Or Rocha just singing, run the, or uh, fucking run the jewels, run you know? Run the jewels. That, that's literally the entire beat. And then, not only that, but Zach's verse, he raps over his own yeah. voice. <laughs> Like who the fuck I who does that? Like how good do you have to be to rap over your own voice and still make it sound fucking great? So that's my that's my number one banger. But a close second is the song "Lie, Cheat, and Steal" because Killer Mike kills it on that one. So there you go. That that's that's my that's my third least best. Okay. Run the Jewels record. Okay. okay so what do you got okay. for your second least best? Uh, second least best is RTJ three. Okay. Uh, this album is hard. Like it, it, it comes out with some super catchy hooks and, and some incredible beats, and it's, it's almost a perfect album. There's mm-hmm. like if I had to like knock it, just why it's not number one. There's just not the variety I want. But the variety in what way? In the beats or the, the lyrics? Well, we'll get into with our obviously my number one is gonna be RTJ four, but okay. that one had the variety that I wanted with everything, and and we'll get into that more. And a little bit after this message, but <laughs> but talk to me from RTJ three. That might be their best song. Like that might be the best thing that they've done. Really, you think so? The beat constantly climbs, and Mike's last verse, last interlude thing, is so damn powerful. It's like it's like no one's listening to him. So now he's fucking yelling. Like he's yelling at us. And also, mm-hmm. it has my favorite line that he's done. And and what it is is militant Michael Mike go psycho but the way he says it it's like militant michael might go psycho it's just it flows so perfectly to where yeah. it's almost one word and I, it's it's just it's it's beautiful it's it's crazy it's so fucking cool i i, I love that line it is truly great militant really michael might go psycho god damn <laughs> fuck that no business being that good <laughs> All right, man. Well, this is this is the defining moment. This is where we we find out, you know, if we have the same exact rankings. So my number, my my second least best, my second favorite from Run the Jewels, 
is this is a really tough one this is a really tough one for me because this is the the one and two spot kept flip-flopping all week i could not figure out which one i liked more but this is my final decision at this moment and my second favorite my second least best i'm gonna keep drawing this out oh my god (laughs) is run the jewels three oh Yes. So we oh, we we oh, do we oh, do agree oh, on our rankings oh. on this one. It's shocking. <laughs> Truly shocking. This one this one kind of the only reason why I I put this one at number 2 in the end was because there were there were still more like songs talking about themselves and how good they are rather than songs talking about issues or 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 anything just outside of that. So that was really honestly the only reason why it it's ranked a little bit lower than RTJ4. But my favorite song on here, I, I just, I can never get enough of it. It's always on my, my main playlist is called Ticketron. Oh, that I song's love, so good. I love that whole beat. I love at the very end of the song. Well, oh, okay, so in that song, instead of the snare drum or like the snare hit or whatever, it's snapping. You notice that? It's so fucking good. How can you make a song like that <laughs> so good with snapping on that beat there? But. And at the very end, it, it plays like an old ad for Madison Square Garden. Live at the Garden. It's, oh, it's so good. And the whole, the sample and the, the scratching, it's it's a perfect fucking song. Call Ticketron is perfect. It was it was really difficult. Like for me too. That, so my my original rankings, when I listened to it one time, I, I had three, four, and then two, one. And I went back mm-hmm. and forth like three times between three and four to which one I thought was better. But ultimately, RTG4 four. went out. Yeah. It's so much more nuanced, and I mean, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So whatever, man. So what? What does that? What does that leave us with? What do we got? What, what album are we doing today? Uh, RTJ Four. This week on Yankee and the Brave. Back at it like a crack addict, Mr. Black Magic, crack a bitch back, chiropractic, craft magic, big daddy smoking big tally in a black alley in a black granddaddy rolling down old natty how nappy matty as a black granddaddy all back no. formed in the year 2013 by rappers and producer, producers LP and Killer Mike. They currently have four full-length albums, a remix album, and one of the, and are one of the most popular groups to come out of the underground scene. 
RTJ4, the album we're doing today, is the group's fourth album, if you didn't know. And it was released June 3rd, 2020. It features both LP and Killer Mike, along with an interesting list of guests like Pharrell, Zach De La Roca, and Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age. Now, Jeff, there, there. What, what are your initial thoughts on Run the Jewels, as well as this album, RTJ4? What do you got? Oh, um, I don't. I don't remember how or when I listened to Run the Jewels first. It had to have been on this podcast, right, at some point? Yeah, because we did do the third album like three days after it came out on the pod. We did it as our album of the week on a lost episode. It's a lost episode now. But we did it right after it came out because it was a surprise release. So Okay, so it had to have been you because I, I, I don't remember at all. So it had to have been you who followed this at, uh, in some capacity and then brought it to the table. Yeah, I think I might have. You know, I think it was like a week after it came out because I had I had, I knew the song Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck. I knew that song prior to the third record. And then they surprise released the third one. And that one also, that the last song on that record, Kill Your Masters, features Zach as well. And that's kind of how we started talking about it because we hadn't really heard anything from Zach for many years. So that's how we got talking about it. And then I suggested, why don't we just do the record? like a week after it came out on the pod and that's what we did. Mm. Okay. Well, so, yeah, that, that was, yeah. that was it. I, I don't remember doing the album really. I mean, we've done a lot of albums, so it's hard to yeah. remember all of them, but I don't remember really, really doing the album, but, but damn, like this week has been, has been intense and it's, it's only intensified because of, of our current like political climate. Yeah. And it's almost, it's, it's almost, it's almost suspicious at how perfect this album fits into being like the anthem for everyone who hates anything about the government at this point in our lives. It's it, true. It fits so perfectly into, into everything. And there's, there's something for everybody here, not just like lyrically, but also musically. There's, there's a lot of really, really catchy stuff. And my favorite song is super catchy. And but it's, 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 it's so perfect that it's almost suspicious because whenever something is just comes out and it's, it's so good like this, there's always like suspicions and yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's very weird how good this is. Like it, this, this album has no business being this good. <laughs> it is pretty remarkable for their fourth album. Yeah. Like what? Like they've, they've, they they get better and better. They're like, Dude, you're not a baseball team. You're you're a, you're a musical artist. You shouldn't be getting better and better and better. It makes no it's sense. Very rare. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's irritating and and refreshing, I guess, in the same and on at the same time. And ama- and amazing at the same time. On top of that, it, it's I, I like I, it's it's weird. I've been like speechless half the time I'm listening to this album. And it, every time I listen to it, I, I always hear like something new that I'm like, oh, I didn't pick that up the first time, but that just adds so much more to what what I already liked about the record. <sighs> so, I guess my 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 first impression, like I already said, the first song I heard was the the Zach song from the second record, and then that was kind of it. Didn't really hear anything. Didn't really dive into it because I, you know, what it was was I, for some reason in my mind. 
I thought Run the Jewels was the same band as Death Grips. Do you remember Death Grips? Mm-mm. They were like they were a hip hop duo, but it was Zach Hill from Hella playing drums, and then I forgot who the guy singing was, but he was he was like a rapper, and it was like super heavy heart. It was like you know that you know Fever three 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 that we always talk shit on. Yeah, they predated Fever three three three, and they were actually really kind of like hardcore and like they were really intense. And then Fever three 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 is like the the kindergarten version of Death Grips. That's what they are. And but I never really got into them, so I always thought like Run the Jewels was. I for some reason I thought they were the same group, so I never really dived deep into it until I realized, oh shit, it's the polar opposites. And uh, and then yeah, so our so the third album came out, and then, and then we did it on the pod. And I remember a lot of things from that album being because we 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 actually dove into the lyrics on that one, and a lot of them were just very much about talking about how good they are as like rappers and lyricists rather than talking about any sort of issues or anything like that. So that was another reason why I feel like RTJ4 is the better album. Yeah. It was a little bit more goofier. But but yeah, so that's that's kind of like my my little history with uh with that. And also quick little thing about RTJ4, the album was released 2 days prior. They released it 2 days early because they felt like it people needed something to to make them feel better. I don't know if that's a narcissistic thing that they tried to do, but yeah. So, so it came out two days earlier than, than they initially wanted it to come out. And it also debuted at number 10 on the U S billboard 200. And it was their first top 10 album on the chart for what that's worth, which I I think is kind of big for an underground group who has literally no, the only airplay radio airplay they have that I've ever heard was on K rock. Other than that, I've never heard them on the radio, but anyway, anyway, what are your do we wait do we have any stinkers? No, there there are no stinkers here. That's what I thought. There are no stinkers here. I think maybe there might be like one, maybe two songs that are okay. Everything else is a banger. So then what is your BB? What's your biggest banger on this? One? Uh Ooh La La. That's that's my that's my favorite really? song. Yeah. What? Come on. It's Jesus. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, your number one banger? yeah, that's that's number my one. that's my biggest banger. That's my double B right there. Wow. Okay. It, um, Let's get into that. It samples it samples a '90s hip hop song um, called D W Y C K from Gangstar. Dwick. Dwick. Is that what you, is that what you Dwick. say? Dwick. Dwick. Um, it's a hip hop duo of DJ Premier and, and somebody named MC Guru. Mm-hmm. Never heard of any of these people, but that song itself is is really cool, and it's like clearly from the '90s if you watch the music video. But yeah, it's fun, definitely. <laughs> but it's fun, and and one of my favorite lines comes off of this song too. When 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 Killer Mike says, first of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw." <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's so good. I I've been saying that like all week. Like first of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. And there's just so many. There's just so much world. There's so much culinary wordplay. In this whole song, that it's 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 goofy, but it's meaningful, and it's presented yeah. in 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 a, in a a layman's term where it's easy to to eat up if we're going with the wordplay or the the culinary wordplay stuff. And I I just I think it's just fantastic. I I think they have a a, a a thought and a concept, and they ran with it the entire song, and it it, it meshed well together and structurally. I think it's fantastic. It is. It is. 
I read too that uh, I think it was Ooh La La where Killer Mike said this was his the best part of making this record was doing a song with Greg Nice. The Ooh La La part. He said that was that was the highlight of this record, if not the, his career, <laughs> was working with him. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I, I honestly had never... Well, no, I had heard of Gangstar, but I've never heard the original song, the Dwick. But Dwick. It's, it's great. It's also interesting it's really to great. note, too, that just like overall, all of the tracks are... are they're all in lowercase, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like nothing is is capitalized on their on their tracks. So, so whatever for whatever that's worth, I don't know. Except don't for know one why. song, is that the ET Goonies? The Goonies vs ET? No, it's um. Oh, just just yeah. But it's got just the dollar sign in it. Yeah, but still, everything else is capitalized. But I th- I think like that it also kind of coincides with their with their their motif of of not being important and being like humble right because yeah they release this for free they they give it they say hey just donate whatever you want and if you want to donate to this other fund that is just a bunch of lawyers that are going to represent protesters or anybody out there getting arrested then that's also cool too and then like the last line of this entire album is, is just like we don't fucking care about money and you know well, whatever but I think I think there's a lot of humbleness going on with this album, which is why I, I also like it a lot. I think it's great. Yeah. But um, should we play a little bit of Ooh La La? Yeah, it's just, that's it's just so, too fucking good. It's so catchy. Why? How can we not? Honestly. So here's a here here's Ooh La La from Run the Jewels. Looking for amps like I lost a friend. Jump out of my bed like where the bread. You go hold the egg. Way to bring the check. When we talk, we collect the cars. Keep us in your thoughts. Fully dressed at the crack of dawn. Weapons heading off. I can hear them from the block. See them creeping through the fog. Jesus, greetings, graffiti season can start. Oh my God. Look alive. Looking like I live life on a crooked line. Doing fine. You want maximum stupid. I am the guy. First of all, fuck the fucking law. We is fucking raw. Stay top top. Oysters on the half jail. Switch your ball. Life a bitch and the pussy feet. Still fuck the wall, I'm a dog, I'm a dirty dog, ha 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 Oh dirty bastard, go in your jaw, shimmy shimmy y'all Got silly in the hemi, go and gimme gimme y'all Pugilistic, my linguistics, RJ rule the damage y'all And I rap it, pornographic, get set up the camera There you go. There's ooh la la from Run Jewels. So good. Dude, that verse. <laughs> Killer Mike's verse is so good. Every line in that. When he goes, ha 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 ha. Ah, it's great. He's so fucking smooth. He's, he's, he's honestly my favorite part of this group. 
Ooh, easy, 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 easy. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get more into that, maybe later. But ah, ooh la la is good, and this is the only one that that actually has a music video as of yet, and uh, and it features it features both of the guys. Obviously, it features DJ Premier scratching in the background. Also features Zach De La Roca, mm. um, who's not on the song, but he's in the video. I think it, fe- it fe- John Theodore too is in it. I'm not mistaken. There's there's several like like musicians and people like that in the video. But yeah, it's great. Like this 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 song is is just it's just like a diss track to just not like not just those in power that we hate, but everyone else who just does nothing to try and take that power back. Take the power back is you know fucking Zach says public. Well, yeah, also, but. Oh, okay. oh, oh, that's yeah. actual song too. Take the power back, wasn't that? Yeah, take the power back. That's, that's what I thought you were referencing from their, from their first album. Yeah, their worst, their their worst oh. record outside of Renegades. They're, yeah, their least best, but that's fine. Their least best, yeah. But I mean, outside of Renegades, there's just, there's so many cool things here, right? So, so LP's line of like your suffering is scrumptious. They'll put mm-hmm. your kids in the oven. <laughs> like if I were if I want to throw it back to the Rat Pod. Right when we did uh, sleep uh-huh. down the fire, and where Zach kind of used that imagery of 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 I'm deep inside your children, they'll betray you in my name, type of yeah. thing, where now we're using children and kids to get our point across because it's so it's so taboo to say things like this. I I think I would like to think that a little bit of Zach's upfrontness is kind of rubbing off on these guys. I would hope so. I would like to think so. Because to straight up say they'll put your kids in the oven, like that's that's fucking harsh, man. That is so gross and that's so bad, but effective. And I kind of wonder if it's like, yeah, I don't know. I was gonna I was gonna say like the lyrics surrounding it. There's nothing that mentions like the Holocaust, or or you know Jews or anything like that, right? There's nothing like that. No, I mean, I think the whole song itself is just, it's just a really good wordplay on the food motif because he says your suffering is scrumptious, talking about like the the people in power where like realistically yeah. are suffering, the, 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 the proletariats here down on earth. We are all suffering in some capacity, but the only people that aren't suffering are the people in power. And so like putting putting your kids in the oven, like what... Yeah. Like, what does that even mean? Does that like literally I mean, mean like they will stop at nothing to to make us feel terrible and bring us to our knees? They're going to put our children in the oven. I don't I know. Mean, the only thing, the only other reference I could think of outside of the Holocaust would have been like Hansel and Gretel or something. You know, where where the witch like tricks him into into the house by because it's like made of candy and stuff or whatever gingerbread or I don't know what it's made of but then she, she the witch tricks them to come into the house and they're all eating and they're all f- she gets them really fat nice and plump baby and then she puts them in the oven and then eats them you know just like it's this up story just like these nice stimulus checks we're getting just like this increase in unemployment getting us all nice and fat yeah nice and fat yep but then for what i don't know i don't <laughs> want to know and then Killer yeah. Mike later on like alludes to to his similarities to the Joker villain, and it kind of makes you think like, just in I mean I'm not a huge comic head, but in my mm-hmm. in my small f- interactions with the Joker, like is the Joker really a villain? Is he a bad guy? He's not a good guy, but is he a bad guy or does he just fucking hate the world? Well, I guess it depends on on your point of view because 
the the line the two lines you're 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 talking about are I used to love Bruce but live in my my Vita Loca helped me understand I'm probably more of a joker. So I think it's because this entire song is about like anti-government, anti-establishment, anti-oppressors and all that kind of stuff. And Bruce Wayne, he pretty much he he does whatever Commissioner Gordon asks. And Commissioner Gordon obviously is police, so government, oppressors, all that shit. So I feel like that's kind of like where he's coming from with that. Like you shouldn't, people shouldn't idolize Bruce Wayne one, because he's a, he's a millionaire and two, because as Batman, he serves the police or the government. It's, so. there, there's and been the other, Joker is more about anarchy than anything else, but not from so, a villainous standpoint. Right. I mean, again, I don't, I know all the, all the comic heads are going to, if we have any are going <laughs> to bite my head off, but from what I know of the Joker and my limited time spent with the Joker, the Joker is not a villain and wants to see anarchy for the sake of just hurt. He just doesn't like anybody. But he still yeah. he still understands like the need for for uh, partners, right? Like we see in the movies, he has partners to help yeah. him commit these crimes and he steals from mob bosses and he steals a millions and millions of dollars and stacks it and then burns it, lights it on fire because he doesn't fucking care about money. He doesn't care about anything except just bringing everybody down. Yeah, that's that was kind of the, the point of that. I mean, it, if we're talking about like the Christopher Nolan Joker, that movie, then I that was kind of the point. He just wanted to watch the world burn. He wanted to destroy anything that anybody or any group that oppressed other people that was i i mean i mind you i haven't seen that movie in years but that was kind of the point and bruce wayne or batman was there to bring balance back to whatever he was there to protect the people or protect society the bigger picture i mean if we're gonna get into the batman the nolan trilogy which is fan fucking tastic but oh it is great but like the bigger picture is the joker knew that the bat because the Batman operates with no checks, right? There are no checks and balances with Batman. Who the fu- who does Batman answer to? He answers to nobody. But he doesn't need to. Well, no, he answers to Commissioner Gordon. No, he doesn't. He he, he takes it. No, he, are you? Did you not? Come on, now you're being silly. Batman answers to nobody. He takes he takes advice from Commissioner Gordon, but Commissioner yeah, Gordon repeatedly tells him, "Do not do this," and Batman will still do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon tells him to do something else, and Batman does something else. Mm-hmm. So no, there are no checks and balances when it comes to Batman. And that's like the biggest thing about superheroes. There, there are no checks and balances with superheroes. But specifically with the Joker, the Joker knows that Batman's one rule is he doesn't kill people. And so, yeah. so in doing so, the Joker is doing all of these things to get the Batman to kill him to show not only the people but Batman, Bruce Wayne, that he is still a human. He is still a person. He's not better than everybody else. And we see that shit in the Nolan trilogy when he gets mad at those people for wearing hockey masks and trying to do what he does. And they, and they even say, like, what what makes us different? What makes you better than us? And, and Batman replies, well, I'm not wearing hockey masks. It's like, well, how the fuck? Like, <laughs> what? No, you're the, yeah. you're the same. No, there are no checks and balances when it comes to Batman, even though he's my second favorite superhero. Really? Yeah. But he's not a superhero. What is so do you you so so now you're classifying superheroes you have to have a superpower? Yes. What is a superpower? Absolutely. Anything that a human a normal human cannot do or accomplish. He's not a superhero. What can a normal human He has gadgets. But now you're now you're thinking in like just a really 
narrow-minded Earth. We are the center of the universe. And if you're not like us, then you are a superhero. There are other Earths, right? There's Earth 2. Like if you watch The Flash, there are other Earths. There are parallel universes, you know dimensions. I, mean. I don't know what you, you know mean. You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. You do mean. know what I mean. You're just trying to argue for I'm the not. sake of arguing. You're the one that yes, brought it are. up. I didn't say anything. I just used my because second Because Batman's not a superhero. superhero. He's not, he just has gadgets and he has a lot of money. He's not a superhero. So just because you have gadgets and a lot of money means you could do that. He has no he has no extraordinary powers. Well, Bill Gates has more money than Bruce Wayne does, and I don't see Bill Gates fucking jumping from building to building. Yeah, but he could if he wanted to, if well, he had the gadgets. Bill Gates could If he not. had the gadgets. He's like 5'5", five, five, 110 pounds. No way. Even better for the gadgets because he doesn't have as much weight. Nah. There you go. Got him. You can get win. nothing. Got him. Got him. Don't snap. Anyway. Back to fucking run the jewels. Back to ooh la la. Arguing about fucking superheroes. But it it, it, co- it, it correlates. There are other there are other things on this album that 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 mention like superheroes and 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 lore of superheroes and things like that. And I think that kind of in a can, little bit of a conceited way, like you said earlier, you mentioned earlier that that Jaime and, and Mike think they are kind of like superheroes in a musical aspect in a, in a musical talk. Yeah. <laughs> what are you fucking in Spain or, or Mexico or what? Because that, that because it's a deep cut. He calls himself Jaime like one time in all of their albums. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. No, but pick but it up. other other than that, he pronounces it as Jamie. Jaime, baby. Jaime and in, in, in Michael Rendor. <laughs> deep cuts, baby. Yeah, oh, they, they, they see themselves as like the superheroes of rap. And they kind of are. But they have no extraordinary powers. They do. They do. They don't. They don't. They're just talented. Man, your 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 single-minded brain can't process pretty much anything. (laughs) Like you trust your eyes more than anything else, because if I can't see it, then it doesn't exist. Type of thing. Exactly. And it's exactly man, Tyler. You got to transcend, baby. Transcend. Get get past that. Never. You, you I'll don't never get past that. You're probably also a person who thinks we only have like five senses too, right? Touch, smell, taste, look, whatever the fuck the five senses are. <laughs> and you ignore all the other 45 senses that we have, possibly more. Yeah. Transcend, right, Tyler. I'm, transcend. You're right. I'm, I'm not a deep thinker, apparently. You're not. According to you. I'm no, not at thinker. all. <laughs> you're showing your cards. Like, wh- what do you want me to do? I, I'm, I'm, help me help you. Or maybe I'm showing the cards that I'm showing as a distraction. No. You never know. You're not a distraction. Tom but you never know, right? You never know. No, I know. That, but you that's, don't. that's my superpowers, I know. But you don't. But you don't. What 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 is your biggest banger? <laughs> Since you're 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 clearly on on a on a on a superficial level of these of I these will say, songs here. Ooh la la is my my fifth banger on this this album. I think I have, out of all the bangers, I have five. I'm five not, oh, no, six. Six big bangers. Six big bangers. I'm not six. surprised it's your fifth banger because it's, it's, it's impossible to deny how good that song is, but because it is popular, because it was like released as a single. Say that. That's why it's not your that. first or second or third banger. I'm surprised it's your fifth, though. I, I would think like maybe like third or fourth, but be, because it was popular and it is still popular, that's why it's not your first or second. But go ahead. You never know. You never know. No, I know. So my number one banger is the best song on this, and that's "Walking in the Snow." That's that song is fucking great. It was the besides "Ooh La La," 
It was the only song through on my first listen that stood out. But Ooh La La was only because I already knew it. But yeah, Walking in the Snow, it, it's my favorite. I love the samples that they use. and Or not samples, the... I don't know. I just. I would say that's like a like a loop I, sample. Is it a sample? Would that be a sample? Yeah, they 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 take something from a different song and just loop it. But I thought the person was on the song. Am I wrong? I don't. I thought they were on the song and they they recorded the song. I don't think that any of these people are on the songs. You sure? I'm. I'm no. I, I well. I'm, I I think that when you sample something so hard like that, you just have to give them credit. Yeah. I don't think any of these people are actually on the song. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, walking in the snow—it's really good, and how they um, they kind of <clears throat> during that that chorus or that hook, sometimes the other members will actually say the lines instead of the hook, and they kind of they kind of do that. But also, Killer Mike's verse, I think, is the best part of this entire record. That that second verse by Killer Mike, I think, is is absolutely perfect because it it talks about not only current situations, but stuff that's been happening for, for many years. And he talks about that, but then he also calls out the people online or who just watch TV and call everything just a tragedy, but do nothing to enact any sort of change in any significant way. So he calls out all the, the keyboard warrior, especially the keyboard warriors and all that kind of shit. And I, I thought that was great. That was fantastic. And he does it in such a way that's just, I don't know. He, 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 he he's so fucking smooth. I love it. He does it in a way to where it's not attacking the person. It's it's like a father saying like I'm not even mad, I'm just like disappointed. Yeah. So he's not attacking these people saying that they're bad people. He's just saying like y'all could do more. Like you could be better. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I think I think Killer Mike's first verse, the second verse. But it's it's also like it's so personal, right? It's so honest and it's so well put together. And it's more poetic rather than yeah. like musical, the way the way he delivers it. It's like he's trying to get me, me personally, like me, Jeff, to be better, be a better person. Like it hit me like that. There were there were several times on this record where I, I legit thought that he wrote this album for me. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I, so I here you go ahead, go play it, play it, play it. No, no, we're gonna say no, it. I wasn't gonna play it yet. But I was gonna say there's the one part in Killer Mike's verse, in the second verse, where I think it just, it, not only how he delivers the line, well, it's actually, it is how he delivers the lines, but also the lyrics themselves. Dude, he's so fucking good at it. So I let, let me just read through it real quick. So it's where he says, until my voice, oh, voice. until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And then he like, he does it like he can't breathe. And then he says, and you sit and you sit there in the house on the couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant, Twitter rant, and call it a tragedy. But truly, the travesty—you've been robbed of your empathy, replaced it with apathy. Wish I could magically fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked it'll all be, or fucked it'll be. Fuck, man, that 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 right there—the first like, the first listen—that that entire part just like got me. I just could not believe lyrically and then just how he just strung those words together was just absolutely perfect it's 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 so powerful because it's shockingly good like that's the biggest problem in his eyes and and kind of like truthfully is 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 
what we are missing in society is that and that's our empathy and then for him to even go further and say we, we've replaced empathy for apathy two words that are so similar that they look almost the same that sound almost the same that are just so fucking different and the way he uses it coming off the coattails of that i can't breathe line is just i don't know man it's, it's again it has just no business like being that good <laughs> it really really it does, does not Oh my god! This is just the song is just so perfect, and and Killer Mike got that like that 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 wave of just being very very powerful, and then when he says the words "I can't breathe," he actually whispers and gets really low, and everything is kind yeah. of quiet, and then he says it. So to take a step back from his normal kind of rhyming pattern and do that yeah. further emphasizes that point, and and. It's good. It is. Yeah, it's good. It really is. And also in this song, so so the first verse is by is LP, and then you get the little the little chorus from Gangsta Boo. That's the person's name. It's the hook, and then you get Killer Mike. You get another chorus, and then the the third verse, which I I always love when they do, they both kind of like switch off. And I love when they both switch off. It just sounds so cool, and it sounds so fucking rad. So I. That's kind of like how they end it, and then the outro is like essentially kind of the not the chorus, but it's by Gangsta Boo. But let's but. not, I mean, let's not like get past LP's first verse because that is also a phenomenal first verse and has some very yeah. powerful stuff in there. That whole cage metaphor that he uses, mm-hmm. like that is that is that that's great. That's it's beyond great. It's like it's like referencing the negative impact of inaction. Like that old, mm-hmm. like uh, that old fucking saying where, th- you know, they came for the socialists and I said nothing because I wasn't a socialist. And then the very end of that poem, it's they came for me and because there was nobody left, then nobody, nobody helped me type of thing. Right. Because yeah. the cage, the cage metaphor is, is, is basically saying, well, first of all, people don't make cages for them to just sit there empty. And so something has to go in that cage. And at, at some point it's, it's, it's going to be you. To me, he was talking to me. He texted me. <laughs> he did text you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just builds me up, break me down. Ah, oh, man, this song. I I think it, it it is truly a perfect fucking song. But I, I also, LP man, I just I don't. His flow sometimes is just I cannot get it get into it. He's too choppy, and sometimes I feel like it takes away from from what's going on in the song. Lyrically, he has some great stuff. But then when when Killer Mike, because usually LP like starts the first verse or he does the first verse, and then Mike will come in and 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 kind of finish it up, and put the icing on the cake and really make it great. But I feel like he just he never he never reaches Mike's level, vocally at least. But lyrically, yeah, he's he's a great lyricist, but vocally, I just I can't. It's hard for me to combine to LP. But then his production's so good too. Like he's, fuck, dude, he's great. I They're think, both so great. I I think lyrically, LP is better. I think Mike has has a, a more dynamic range of of flow. He can do more things than LP does. can. But I think like substance wise, LP can and is a lot of times more deep than Killer Mike is. Yeah. But I I think like you need a good. You need a guy in baseball to get on base so Mike Trout can come up to the plate and then knock in two runs. 
And LP is good at just getting on base and providing that extra run. Like he's mm-hmm. he's the guy in volleyball that sets up the spike. You need that okay. guy to set up the spike. Yeah, Otherwise, absolutely. there could be no spike. Absolutely. I, I th- and, and so I, I did listen to both of their, not all of their music, but I'll, maybe like eight to ten songs each of their of their what do you call it their their solo stuff Mm -hmm. and even though it was good and i may feel differently because i listened to rtj first but it always just feels like they're missing something like they're like i felt the same way they're like the blink of of like the rap community (laughs) right like like they there's just something missing there like they feed off each other and and like the best way I, i could kind of like describe it in my mind was like these guys have that playful back and forth the Beastie Boys did, mm-hmm. but with a socially conscious feel, and 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 molasses type flow that Tupac did, but still brought the heat and intensity like N.W.A. That's great. That's a great comparison. All yeah. while having some serious production quality, like Dr. Dre. Oof. Dang. Like just like everything you like about every great hip-hop artist has just been like melted into this this solid gold statue that is run the jewels i have i have no disagreements on on what you just said that was (laughs) was well put they're so fucking good it's just and again like even on their own i mean i think like the as as far as solo stuff is concerned killer mics is a little bit better just because like you i i think that lp is very one-dimensional in his 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 his, his kind of it's yeah his delivery. delivery, yeah. But but I think I don't know, man. I, I like you got to have two of them. Yeah, it really you really got to have two it. of them. Absolutely. So I'm gonna play. Um, I'm gonna play this this damn song, and I'm gonna play up through uh through killer or yeah through uh killer Mike's verse. So here it is, walking in the snow from Run the Jewels. Dirty cold to go, been cold since cold flow. Got a wire to enlarge and I set a fire down below. I hang it up when you say sorry, didn't know. Probably got a year, ten to go, so let's go. I don't really know how to go slow. Got damn that motherfucker's cold. Hey, you in the wrong mode, you open and close, you know, holes, no go. This whole world's a shit mode, built to the brim like Gitmo. When you think it don't get more low, with limbo to the sticks on flow. All the pressure's born alive, so I don't make the rules, I'm just one guy. I'll do respect and getting spit on, so how respect is now defined. I'm looking for truth, but you got screwed and drank the Kool Aid. There's a line, it ends directly at the edge of a man's grave that's their design. Funny fact about a cage, they're never built for just one group. So when that cage is done with them and you still pour it, come for you. The newest flow is done, I told them, well, golly gee, you have been used. You have to build a death machine that down the line will kill you too. Christians, y'all are different, kids in prisons ain't a sin shit, even one scrap of what Jesus taught connected, you feel different, what a disingenuous way to piss away existence, I don't get it, I say you lost your goddamn minds, if y'all possess one to be with, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, just got done walking in the snow, goddamn that motherfucker cold, One to 
before. Around the age of five, you shift away from your body to be stored. They promise education, but really they give you tests and scores. And they predict in prison population by who's going the lowest. And usually the lowest scores, the poorest, and they look like me. And every day on the evening news, they feed you fear for free. And you so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Until my voice goes from a shriek to whisper, I can't breathe. And you sit there in the house on couch and watch it on TV. The most you give is a Twitter rant and call it a tragedy. But truly the travesty, you've been robbed of your empathy. Replaced it with apathy, I wish I could magically. Fast forward the future so then you can face it and see how fucked up it'll be. I promise I'm honest, they coming for you the day after they coming for me. I'm reading Chomsky, I'm reading Bukowski, I'm laying low for a week. Something on behalf of my people and I popped up in WikiLeaks Thank God that I'm covered, the devil comes smothered and you know the evil don't sleep Dick Gregory told me a couple of secrets before we lay down in his grave All of us serve the same masters, all of us nothing but slaves Never forgetting the story of Jesus, the hero was killed by the state Just got done walking in the snow, got damn that motherfucker cold Just got done walking in the snow, got damn that motherfucker cold Just got done walking in the snow, got damn that motherfucker cold There you go, walking in the snow, from on the jewels Dude, that is, this is the best song. This, ah, oh, dude, this is like one of the best songs they've ever done. They've ever done, easily. Dude, this song is such a fucking banger on so many levels. Like we talked about, it's, I, I, I'm still like every time I hear Killer Mike's verse there, that second verse, it just like it blows me away. Like the the different styles of of the way he delivers his lines mixed with the lyrics themselves. And not only that, but the, the, the beat and kind of things change in the second verse from the first verse. Like, and he almost sounds like more melancholy when he delivers the lines. Like he almost, he sounds very sad. And that second verse is probably, that second verse is the best thing this group has ever done. That, I mean, okay. Okay. Easy, 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 easy. It evokes so much emotion, and fuck, man, it's so good. Um, it's hard to disagree. This is like my top three songs on the album, so I'm not, I'm not like fully disagreeing with you. And I, I don't think any song on this album is bad. Again, yeah. Um, I like I don't know, man. This 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 song is just so powerful, and it's just so, it's so good at trying to get me to be better. Yeah. Like not just like as a person, but like in all aspects of my life. And it's, it's weird to have a song do that for me personally, I guess to kind mm-hmm. of elicit that emotion. But, um, but it does. And, and it, like there's a lot of, a lot of call outs here to, to some shit that is going on and has been going on and that is still going on in our shit country. I degaff. I'll say it. But um, yeah, no, it's totally true. Like the I can't breathe, like the Eric Gardner thing, and and like the ice concentration camps for children, and it's it's just that whole like walking in the snow, kind of kind of um, that's also kind of alluding to like how cold our world is, mm-hmm. but how our parents use that term like oh I walked in the snow uphill both ways for fifteen miles for fifteen miles to go to school. Like just using that metaphor of, of walking in the snow, always just kind of, it's always bad, right? But here specifically, yeah. like talking about like people of color walking in the snow in a sea of white, 
and they're leaving this trail that we can all see and we all looking at them. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's so powerful and it's so sad and it's so, it's so uplifting too, kind of like just to put it out there, put it out there, let everybody know what's going on. Now we can move forward, hopefully, which I think kind of coincides too with the entire album's concept of, of moving forward. But we'll get into that mm-hmm. when I, when we do like the album cover art, cause whatever, but yeah, I don't know. This this is great, and then like the fucking I've never heard of this guy, but you've you've heard of him. But that sample of 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 is it pronounced horror? H o nine nine oh yeah, H o nine nine is it yeah, horror? I, I would assume that's <laughs> so what it is. Yeah, stupid, but yeah. dude, this song's so good. It is good. It's a sick song, right? <laughs> it's yeah. called Twist of Fate by by uh, somebody or a group or somebody named Horror, but it's called H o nine nine oh nine. Yeah, and it's it's this weird like kind of new metal-esque metal fucking song and i playlisted it and i think it's a fantastic song it's <laughs> so fucking good yeah it's like um he he reminds me a lot of um i i don't think you remember them but was, remember this guy from a few years ago his name was like uh hero the yeah hyro the hero hyro the, the hero yeah yeah, yeah hyro the hero yeah, and then you get like how the guys from at the drive and all that shit and glass jaw but yeah, it's very much in that that same vein. Like you know, you have these like super like hardcore or post hardcore band members mixed with the hip, the underground hip hop, and it works really well with these guys. And and like I was telling Jeff earlier this week, like I I'd heard only I had only heard of this guy because he was opening up for like Corn and uh, and some other new metal acts, and like the guys in the Corn were, were talking like <laughs> like praising this guy that they loved this guy and saying like you know this is the the next up and comer and then th- he does this he has this one song that's like i w- don't want to say it's a rip off but it's very much the same as like a wednesday 13 song the riff oh yeah, 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 yeah. 13 song. but it's still solid it's great yes but yeah the guy's really cool yes but it's a cool sample i mean just such a that that's another thing that makes this record so cool is that they don't just sample like old hip hop or old funk or R and B or soul, like they they sample, you know this stuff, you know modern, hardcore, post hardcore, new metal. But then they also have like we'll talk about him later, I'm sure. But Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age, they have him on a rec on a track, and I mean, I will we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But yeah, that that was another coming out of left field kind of decision from the from the group, but. Okay. Well, it's solid stuff. If if we want to get into more sample stuff, let's let's do the ground below, right? Okay. Let's do that. Because the ground below samples this song Ether. Would you like to say the word Ether a lot? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> every every intro we do, you say the word Ether. <laughs> Only because you like it so much. <laughs> I do like the word Ether. <laughs> <laughs> but this the song Ether is, is by a group called Gangs of Four. Yeah. And uh, LP even name drops the sample itself, so I think that's like really fucking cool. Is is not even like hiding behind the sample, just straight up, boom. We came out of the ether because that's what this mm. song is sampling. But I listened to the ether song; I thought it was pretty good. It reminded me of the Jackson Five. I got a little bit into the band itself, uh-huh. and these guys are like a better Sex Pistols. So this wait, what? wait. Wait, am I thinking of the same band? Probably not. Gang of Four. Wait, what was, what was the one that sounded like Jackson Five? Mm. What the fuck am I thinking? Anyway, continue. Sorry, continue. 
You are confusing me. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to a different song. Not this song. That's fine though. Uh, yeah. So this 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 was from their debut album. Uh, they were a punk band, like a punk rock band from the late seventies, which is weird. Oh, okay, I know now. Yeah. Sorry, and their continue. their cover art for this album showed a picture of a cowboy shaking hands with a Native American or an Indian, and it mm-hmm. and it read. There were three little square pictures on the right side of the album. And it said, the Indian smiles because he thinks that the cowboy is his friend. The cowboy smiles because he is glad the Indian is fooled. Now he can exploit him. Mm-hmm. And like that was from, like I don't understand the why the fuck we did the stupid Sex Pistols when <laughs> this band, just based off of this one song and this one album art picture, is already yeah. exponentially better than the Sex Pistols. Than the Sex Pistols. Based yeah. off of just this one little thing. This is already better. Yeah, no, I agree. And they're from... Or are they, they, are they, they, are they the English fu- too? Yeah, they're from the UK. So... Okay. Like, mm, makes me so mad that the Sex Pistols are so shitty. I know. this. Is, it's, it's remarkable how popular the Sex <laughs> Pistols are. It's disgusting. Oh, it makes me so mad. But that was Even a cool... more mad now that we did the album, but... That was a cool throwback, right? So so if 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 you're a casual fan of things and and you want to sample you know an early punk album you would you're going to sample one of the big three you're going to sample a clash song a ramon song or a sex pistol song right yeah but to like go deep like i've never heard of this group i never heard of them to go that deep to be that well versed in punk rock in early days of punk rock to sample something i don't know pretty obscure like that is yeah. fucking great, and like that's where you're going back to, and then the 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 snow below song, or, or walking in the snow. walking in the snow song, is, is they don't <laughs> they don't they don't just sample like James Brown, which is so widely sampled. Like they get deep yeah. into it. I love that. It's so fucking good. I like that too. And what's cool about this sample? Because I know exactly. I, I was thinking I was confusing this with another one, but yeah the, the, what's cool about this one like you said it, they don't use the big three but then they also don't use the other go-to punk band and that's the mc5 like a lot of bands would probably sample mc5 like look at rage, against like the rage. Machine. Yeah. you know it's just mc5 are like considered by some like the i don't want to say godfathers of punk rock but they're they're the ones that kind of ushered in that that style but not to not to cover them or not to sample them to cover this this group or this band is it's so interesting it's so it's just rad (laughs) the jewels are so cool they're so cool very very cool should i play ground below the ground below okay so the ground below like the ending to this one was 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 what i was talking about earlier a little bit like Mm that like the ending lyric to this song was reminding us that this album was free and like the last line is basically, well, fuck money. We don't care about money either, because the yeah. whole the whole album is is kind of like this recurring theme of of pretty much like fuck anybody who tells you what to do. Yeah, in like exactly. an anarchist sense. And then we we get down to like the end of the album, and and now we're at the ground below, and it's like, well, fuck money too. It's like this entire album is just fuck everything, and it's. Like this whole album is so anarchist. It's so good. It's so it great. Is. It's so fantastic. fantastic. Whoa! They're just so pissed at everybody and everything. This is the John and Ken version of of Run the Jewels. 
But that's probably really wrong to say because John and Ken, never mind. It doesn't matter. That's, that's bad to say. Well, I mean, they're kind of racist in their own sense, but they do hate everybody. They do hate everybody, yeah. That's true. Like, to a fault almost. Like, every they hate each other. Like, everybody. Is, nobody is good enough for those people. It almost seems like if you ever listen to the John and Ken show, if you don't know, we're we're this is an LA radio station called KFI, and they're like the the biggest ones on that station. They're they're Monday through Friday, talk radio, and uh, and they they just talk about local issues and not really only local issues, but man, they fucking hate everything. And I forgot. Oh, and w- whenever you listen, it kind of sounds like they don't ever talk to each other. They never really like feed off of each other. They're always just like one talks and yells and the other one like sets something up. Yeah. And then John just fucking yells. Like they're not Kendall, friends like, anymore. Yeah, like they haven't been friends in like 30 years. <laughs> like when they first started the show. Like they're they haven't been friends since they started the show. But Ken just like feeds him like a headline or like or a quick little synopsis of an article and then John just fucking loses it and shuffles papers and then has to go lay down on the couch. Cuz he gets so mad. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Not not like in my top five. Not an okay song. Still a banger. But um, I just wanted to bring it up because it was a cool sample that they used. It is. It's it's not my. It's not one of my bangers either. But one of not one of my six bangers. But it's still a solid song. And and lyrically, they, they, it's kind of like them. Like Killer Mike's talking about like the the racism the racism of society and how that affects him and people of color and all that. And then. LP kind of talks about like he kind of puts it like in a more broad perspective of just overall government oppression and, and all that kind of stuff. So they they both talk about generally the same thing, but in it from a slightly different viewpoint, which was kind of cool. I think like my biggest takeaway theme wise is, is like the worst kind of action is inaction. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think they kind of stress that as, as, as long as you're doing something, it's better than doing nothing because at least if you do something and you fuck it up, you can learn from that mistake and fix it. But doing yeah. nothing is the absolute worst kind of action. But then also doesn't that kind of contradict what killer Mike says several times on this record? Like, don't just be like a keyboard warrior, like get out there and actually like do something like enact change somehow. See, that's why I was saying that he's not, he's not calling them out because they're bad people. He's calling him out because he wants them to do more. Yeah, because they're lazy. Like he, he's he's essentially calling out laziness, and like like we said, like the the one line comparing empathy and apathy. Ah, oh, dude, it's such a perfect. Oh, dude, this song, that song is so perfect. But I'm sure Killer Mike thinks like in real in RL. I'm sure he thinks that tweeting about injustice is better than tweeting nothing at all. But he just knows that. If you're tweeting about injustice or if you're tweeting about societal issues, that's that's the first step. You can do better. And I think that's what this record is about, is pushing you to be better, be a better person. Yeah. Because they've pushed themselves musically and socially to be better. So now they want us to be better as well. And that like coincides with the last part of this album, which is unbelievably powerful. The last song on this album is Oof. crazy. Do you want to talk about that right now, or should we end it with that? We got to end it with that one. Okay, that's fine. All right. So, what's your um? Was the oh, the ground below wasn't a banger for you? Wasn't a BB? 
It was a it was a, it was a banger. It wasn't my no, it wasn't my BB, but it was a banger. I play this. So what do you got? What what do you got as a the 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 two B? Probably, holy clamafuck. That's your two banger. Yeah. Okay, I I will say right now that's my my two banger as well. My two B. I I, I holy think clamafuck. It's just like this the title of it like holy clamafuck, where you, it's just a weird word, right? It's a weird combination. It's not of even words. a word. Yeah, it's a weird combination of words, but it goes perfectly into the song because the song is essentially two different things blended into into one, right? Like like the way the song changes its tempo and the feel is 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 weird, and it's two different songs just thrown into one, but it still keeps the flow, it still keeps the tone, and overall, this is just this is like a self hype song, like they're just telling us how good they are. And how good they they always will be, while also letting us know that it's it's been hard work for them. And that's kind of it. how it's that's kind of how it's separated though. So you have the first part where they're talking about how you know they they they've worked this hard to to reach the the level that they're at, and then the second half is is just them talking about like where they're going to kind of go. I guess if that if that's if I'm reading that right, I don't know. Yeah, but it's more it. But musically it that's what really got me i mean just the just the overall feel of it and just how it sounds and the switch up and the samples they use are so fucking weird i don't know it's just uh, from what i was reading the it was came from a, a jamaican dancehall artist named cuddy ranks that was the guy that they used and it's just it's something that you would never really <laughs> would think of using as a sample in a song in like a good song but they did it really well. It was great. I think like the biggest takeaway is that that like tempo change, right? It's yeah. is it's so off putting and it's so weird and it's so instant. It just like halts and the song just stops like a like a freight train hitting a wall. It just stops. Mm-hmm. But somehow they can pull it off so perfectly. They really do. Like it's, so many people try to do this, and it just comes out kind of shitty. But this is so perfect. So how about how about I start the song like maybe a minute and twenty in, and then we can kind of hear the that transition and everything. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right. So here's uh, "Holy Kalama Fuck" by Run the Jewels. Now ain't for the drones in the zoning district Hit them, burn them, get them, burn them Can't get the ghost up, no resistance Half the shit, Mike, I have to assist it Reality sucks, dick, how's that for wisdom? Lick the toe back like, mm, delicious Time elf wave to me off at a distance Hey, no guy, I'm just walking through From another timeline where monsters eat true This is the shit, though, I guess poop The multiverse lives, I'm supposed to just lose Blast on a tank, I drive, it's all fuel Gotta try to stay cool, honey, buddy, don't move Fuck shit, gloves in the hearts of the brutes Who hate run the jewels, who don't love the truth Missing point, trying to act like shit's cool Don't fucking tell doom, your number's not due Every other goddamn man brand new It's been 20 plus years, you think that's a clue? Maybe this guy kinda kill what he do He's probably that dude, he left enough proof Plenty of these goose disappeared But still the next big thing, gotta hurt, ooh
that. All that four back, we don't play that. You won't beat, bruh, you just state that. And we state that. Fry and bake that. One time in the big old south, lived a little chubby kid with a big old mouth. Playing writers gave him big old doubts. Now the same little boy in a big old house. Look at him now in the big old cars. And the same folk hate to pay big old mars. Hey, one minute let me be candid. You stand by the garbage can hand to hand. And that dumb trap shit, no proper plan. I see ignorant shit like geek is dancing. And rapper rap about it like a soul romantic. But I still can't seem to escape the panic. DTSD streets did the damage. Kept me in hammock, laid back with panic. Get me fucked up if these calamity. I'ma come through and leave some damage. I say I'm somebody called Amber Lamb or Amber Lamb. Since out of chances, since off that weak shit, you be bad. That's holy calamifuck from Run the Jewels. Ooh. Fucking solid song, man. Ooh, yeah. I kind of I, I started it a little bit too late to hear the, the transition, but the second half is what really matters, I feel. It's actually That's perfect where you started because he's the last line that he said was, um, it was that office space reference of someone's got a case of the Mondays <laughs> or a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Which, like in office space, it's funny. But in the context they use it, it's like a dismissive term Mm -hmm. similar to like, oh, boys will be boys, something like that. Yeah. To where if somebody has an actual complaint, it's just, oh, that's just the case on the Mondays. And I don't want to listen to what you say. I'm going to dismiss it as something just stupid. And I think that's, yeah, that's good. That's, that's another pop culture reference that they can throw in there and change like the meaning itself. All right. Should we move on to for, move on from Holy Calamifuck? We got anything else to say about it? Um, no. That's 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 it. Let's, that's good for that one. Let's do yeah. let's do just because we 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 got to talk oh. about just. Oh yeah, I definitely want to talk about just. And so, like my first listen, this was my least favorite track. Mm-hmm. It might still be, but okay. this is this is one of the big three from the album. And it features Pharrell and ZDR, Zach De La Roca. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Like, like I don't know why I like it, but I still like this song. <laughs> yeah. And and it kind of bothers me. And and I don't know. I don't <laughs> it's know. Fine. It, it, it no, does, it's it fine. It does. It does bother me though that I like this song. So this is my this is my third banger on this record. Now, I, I was with you when I first heard this song. This is actually... So when this album dropped, I didn't I didn't start from the beginning. I immediately went to this song because I wanted to hear Zach. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so desperate to hear anything that Zach does that's new because it just... it It's so rare when he comes out with something new. So I immediately went to it and thinking and knowing Pharrell's on it, I just thought, you know, this is going to be... Like, how can this be bad? So my 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 excitement was so high, my hopes were so high, that I was disappointed, because it didn't. It just that's just how things are, you know. When you hype something up that much, it's generally never going to hit that 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 level. So yeah, I kind of brushed it off. But in subsequent listens, and then after reading the lyrics, dude, this song is just it's so solid. It gets it's so it gets fucking better solid. with every listen, right? Dude, it does. It really fucking. Do- I listened to this record. Over the, since it came out, I probably listened to this record maybe fifteen times. Yeah, like this this album is so good. 
but especially this song too this one has just grown on me so much and i feel like outside of um walking in the snow this song is the best they they've done lyrically on this record i love the lyrics on it i love how pharrell he's only in the hook vocally he's only in the hook I've read everywhere I read like he didn't really he didn't really involve himself in the production of the song or really the kind of the writing of it but how can it not like it's it it's such a standout from the rest of the record I don't know how he had, didn't have more involvement in it because it sounds like what's he going to do would have done yeah exactly like what right? are you going to fucking do it's like walking into a room with with Paul McCartney John Bonham and somebody else and you're just like fucking Jeff you know <laughs> Like he's just, I don't know. Like he's just Pharrell. Like he walking yeah, I mean, into the room with Zach and then run the jewels. <laughs> like what are you gonna do? He's probably like this was probably the highlight of his career. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. He's worked with a lot of big artists. Nothing. Put out a lot big. of big hits. No, Pharrell is Pharrell is happy, and then this. <laughs> I think this is probably the biggest underground thing he's ever done. He's only you done, can say that he's only done happy, that Despicable Me song. Uh-huh. And then this one. What about the songs like that he did with Snoop Dogg and everything else? What song did he do with Snoop Dogg? He did, um, oh my God. Uh, fucking, what's that fucking song? I, I gotta give you the, something. The clicking one. The, oh my God, what the fuck <laughs> the is the name of that song? <laughs> the clicking one? Oh my God. Oh, the tongue clicking one. I'm not even gonna. Didn't he do that song? What the fuck? From like two thousand five or six, I don't it wasn't know. just Pharrell. It was it was it was the Neptunes. But fuck, man, what was it? Well, the Nep- regardless, the Neptunes have, the Neptunes have done a lot production wise and behind the scenes with a lot of big artists. So anyway, back to the song. Just, just let let let's get into this. What what do you what are your what do, what do you got for this one? What do you want to start with? I don't even know where to start. Okay, so again, I there's a lot of things about this song that I normally shouldn't like. There, there are a lot of things here that I think is just is they're okay, mm-hmm. and and like on both of our first listens, like none of us really liked this song, and I thought it was like the weakest song. But the more I looked into it, the more I listened to it, I thought it was it got better and better and better. Even though there are still parts of it that I think like this is what I normally don't like, and. But I, I feel like overall, this is just pandering to the crowd of hip-hop fans that like this style of rapping. Like that, I think it's trap. Mm-hmm. I think this is like a trap style of rapping and, and hip-hop music. And I feel it's a little bit pandering to that, which is my biggest knock against it. But, and, and then I've, I, I, okay, so then also backtrack a little bit. I also thought that Zach wasn't hard enough. And his last verse if you mm-hmm. like take out his 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 yelling in the chorus because yeah. that's clearly Zach like that sounds oh, like absolutely. Zach but his last verse doesn't clearly sound like Zach so if you took out his chorus part and you said that that last verse was somebody else i would have believed you like i it doesn't sound like the Zach that we know and i think i think that's like intentional because Zach comes out hard. He comes out, you know, making accusations like he always does with the whole doping and the needles and everything with, with, with the track stars and everything. But I, I, mm-hmm. I think this song is, is, is a buildup in a sense of, of where if, if, 
if my voice isn't getting heard, I, I'm going to get somebody else to come do it for me. And specifically in this song, I think it's like, if people of color's voices aren't being heard, they're going to call their white friend to come tell them, to come tell people what to do. And for all accounts, Zach is pretty much just a white guy. And so, eh. <laughs> come on, Tyler. And so whenever, he's like, not, whenever he completely is, come on. Yeah, he's not. How is he not? He's not white. I said he's like a white guy. And I know he's not, he's not a white, white guy. He's like a white guy. He's like okay. a white guy. I never said he was. He was as he's like a white guy. <sighs> All right. <laughs> your, 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 your eardrums got run over today again by trucks. But I, I, so many trucks. I, I think this song has that that pace to where everybody is very calm. Every verse is very calm. Even the slave masters on your dollar part is very calm, except for Zach. And I mm-hmm. think this like resonates so true today, especially when you see like peaceful protesters, which is so weird because this song was written like before this happened too. Mind yeah, you. Yeah, true. And yeah. so when you see peaceful protesters continuously being attacked by police, and we like in our little group chat, we throw we throw videos around all the time. And we're mm-hmm. like, holy fuck, like how could this like is this real life? Like is this really happening? Like yeah. I only have one say. Is it really happening? Oh, dude, that song's so good. <laughs> it's so good. But it's just, it boggles the mind, right? And so yeah. if these people are not doing anything and still being attacked, what is the next step? You, if, you know, you, you have a voice, you say it, the other party elevates it to violence, then the next, the ne- next natural step for you is to elevate it as well. And that's where Zach comes in. That's why Zach is so important to the song is because he elevates it, but he's not... He's not a person of color elevating it, right? He is a non because he looks like a white guy. And he grew up kind of like a white guy. And he's privileged like a white guy for whatever that term means. And so everything that goes around, luckily for us, Zach doesn't act like your typical white guy. He does things with his money and his time that are for the betterment of society. But that's why he's so important to this song is because he's a voice outside of the person of color. He's a voice to give them an even louder voice. And he's always so fucking angry that it works. It does. And what I wanted to, to bring up with this one as well is that we talked about, or what you, what you said was that, you know, it's this very, this is a song that, that doesn't really match up with the rest of the album. And one of it is, you know, Pharrell doing the, the hook and then the beat is very, very different. It's like you said, it's kind of pandering to, to mainstream hip hop, which I understand. But then you look at it also, if you look at it from the other perspective, it shows like Killer Mike's range and how he can deliver lines because we've seen what he can do up to this point. He, he, can, he can deliver his lines and, and his flow is just f- so good in so many different ways. But then he does, the way he delivers his lines in this song is very much like how you see modern rappers or modern hip hop artists. He does that that very kind of like staccato, very stop and start style that is popular in mainstream rap and hip hop, which is what we which, fucking hate. We normally we hate. hate that shit. We do, but but what's so cool about it is that he can he can turn that on when he wants to. Like it shows his dynamic as an artist that he could turn that on and off according to the song. And then the other thing is that I feel like Zach's vocals are too. Like normally they're too angry and they're too abrasive and upfront. So I feel like to to kind of, I guess you can say almost like, I don't want to say dumb it down, but to like 
kind of released some of that anger. They kind of distorted his voice on the vocals. Like they put they put effects and stuff and filters on his voice to make it seem like more far away. But then they distorted it so it's not as abrasive in a, in a sense. I feel. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking more into this, but his no, voice he, he is clearly, very distorted. Yeah, he clearly his his verse is, is very different than what he normally does, and then his part in the actual hook is heavily distorted. But, yeah, but, but going back to like that, that, that staccato thing you were talking about, I don't like, it's kind of a catch 22 because I do think that Mike killer Mike can do pretty much almost anything he wants to do. But by saying he has the range to also do this gives more credit to that style. I fucking hate that style. I think it's terrible. I think that he stooped down to do that style to well, reach a saying. wider audience. But but you think like, he didn't he didn't learn that style because it's so hard. He just he he dumbed himself down to reach a wider audience, and that's why this was released as a single, and that's why this was done with Pharrell to get even a wider audience. So this song is very much pandering to every. I don't want to say like to everybody. Like everybody can listen to this song and, and enjoy it. Yeah, but then upon but also, further listens, can really truly take all take it all in like we did. But that that's almost the genius of the song because you have this this almost like I don't want I, cookie cutter isn't the right word, but this this style of music or the style of hip hop or rap. You have that style, but then lyrically, it's to me, it's one of the the deepest songs on the whole record. So I feel like this was a this is a a calculated effort by the group and by Pharrell and Zach that they wanted to put like a really deep song in more of like a dumbed down sort of production and, and music styling. That way you can reach a wider, wider audience, a wider audience with a more deep message. I agree. I I think this song is very well calculated. I think this song is on this like the reason why I think we both didn't like it. I think this song is a seemingly dumbed down version of Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. but when you get into it and unco- start uncovering layers, you realize that it it is a calculated effort to be a perfectly crafted dumbed down version of Run the Jewels. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this song fantastic. And again, like it kind of bothers me that still that I like it, but. Fucking, it's so it's so damn good, and and just like the way the choir, like the choir, like vocals and the verses, yeah. they're really really calm, right? Like like again, like reminiscent of like those peaceful protesters type of thing, and 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 the way they say like like slave masters, the way Pharrell and Killer Mike say it, where it's it's still it's still calm, but Zach mm-hmm. says it's so intense, and it comes in harder and harder with each time they say it, up until Zach's part, yeah. And it's just it's just this huge buildup. And also, one thing really quick too is the way they say, like the way the backup vocals say they do, and it's true. It sounds like Soldier Boy, like they do. It's true. It's <laughs> Boy, man. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so much like it. That's what reminded me of it. But that was there. Are, there are several moments on this record <laughs> where, at the end of certain verses, like you'll have like LP does this a lot, where at the end of his verse or at the end of a line of a verse he'll have he'll like dub in his own voice like kind of like as a like a hype man to himself yeah he does that a lot in in the music especially on this record i noticed but this song like really takes that and runs with it they it's he's his best customer dude <laughs> he is yeah I, I guess 
So I, I'm going to play a little bit of it, but I'm going to kind of start it halfway through so you can kind of hear a little bit of everything. You can you can hear Zach's verse and everything. So here's uh, here's Just from Run the Jewels. Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters posing on your dollar. Get it? Look at all these slave masters. Man, you better thug out. Get the bag and the bug out. Try to run home, you might run your luck out. Just when your base is loaded, they'll roll a grenade in the dugout. Earth folk, not a mellow bunch. We got our thumbs in the air like hella bust. Look at who we done blessed, but I trust. I don't think we'll be left with too much. Hand on my heart, on my mind, on my drugs. Got a vodka gun punch for your atlas shrug. Blood or not love, it's just that dumb. Lord, sweet Buddha, please make me numb. Rain bounce off walls like a city in Roomba. Just found out it's created stupid. Lit by the super moon, or too lucid. Plus, got swoons in the blood, I'm zooming. BP, Richie, this is New York City. The X on the map with a pain keep in it. Just a stuck here shitting. My murder is Choco cops still earning a living. Funny how some say money don't matter. That's rich now, in it? Get it? Comedy. Try to sell back. Supposed to get food, get killed. It's not an anomaly. Hey, it's just Master money. Master economics, cause you took money. yourself from squalor. Right. Master academics, cause your grace said you were scholar. Right. Master Instagram, cause you can instigate a follow. Yeah. Look at all these slave masters. Yeah, yeah. Let it sink in. 2020, on the map. Raw one cut in my hourglass. Don't watch it spill to the bottom half. You see the piece now. just unbelievable how good that okay let, let, let me let me let me start this i didn't realize until just now that this is one of the few times on this record where killer mike has the first verse it's all it's usually always lp that starts out the first verse or who has the first verse and then killer mike comes in and saves the day again calculated but here why why is it the opposite because this album is is curated to be oh. A, a, a calculated like rifle to society's injustices and so we've noticed that lp has the first the first verse on everything which you know, like one huge thing about run the jewels it's a black dude and a white dude mm -hmm. like that is like in my in my closing argument i have a couple things on that too so i don't want to i don't want to give too much away right now <laughs> but but like but I think this song in particular because it deals with 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 something like I said earlier like like if if as a I don't know what it's like because I'm not but as a person of color if no one listens to you like it sucks and it's shitty but what better way to get your point across than to get like a white guy to say it and so by getting Zach to come in there and say it, but putting Mike in the front like that, that just shows like this group is not afraid to tackle like racial issues, not only like in society, but within the group. 
Like, if there is a formula, I don't know if there is, but if there is a formula where LP goes first, which I think he goes first because, like you said, Killer Mike comes in and really really solidifies the, the song there. I think that's yeah. the reason why. But, but damn, like, to put Killer Mike in the front here is just, like, it's saying something. It's got to say something. These guys are too good to not do things on accident. Like, everything has to be calculated with these guys because they're that fucking good. They are. They They absolutely are. Like... <sighs> what, what I'm thinking is like maybe LP's first to kind of like set the stage. Maybe we already touched upon this. I don't know, but LP's there. LP is there to to set the stage, but then Killer Mike is there to round it out, but also to kind of like signify that you know, you know, people of color are the ones that are more oppressed than anybody else. So it's like here, here's LP, like kind of like like giving you like a like an introduction to to what shit's really like and then I'm going to tell you you know the the actual truth I'm going to tell you how it actually is so it's like it's like this this almost like almost perfect build up lyrically and into what the into the message that they're trying to convey in songs like you know walking in the snow and stuff like that yeah i don't know if that makes sense it's also it's also good to note that the 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 chorus the hook here it's not just like look at all these slave masters on your dollar they're mm-hmm. specifically using the word posing on your dollar yeah as if these people is as if like these these people on our bills on our money is a constant reminder to those that we're still fucking you we like we are still shitty people but we're on the hundred dollar bill so who gives a fuck i'm I was the first president, so who gives a shit? And without any kind of thought, and it's just, it's it's crazy. And, and just with with everything that's going on right now, again, like this 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 album just very suspicious because of how perfectly it fits into our society. It is, and I just don't. I I gotta I gotta be on the suspicious side because I I question everything that's that's too good to be true, and this album is truly too good to be true. I feel like this this song in particular just was made probably like right before this record came out because you have I mean the the lyrical content is so much about the times that we're in like within the last few months and then also you know Zach, the first line in Zach's verse is 2020 run the map I mean come on you, you got I mean that, that right there is just shows that this was just so fucking recent that it had to been I mean also don't don't discount the fact that 2020 has been a year where January seems like 10 years ago. Yeah, right? but that was only in the context of what we've been going through since March. But even like from January to March was like 5 years and then March to April was another 3 years and then April to now is another 14 years. <sighs> it's cr- it's crazy how like tumultuous our our this year has been. But I do want to say the Zach's verse <laughs> Dude, the guy, the guy is so good. The guy has, we talk about on rage against the pod on our other podcast and just the guy has such a way with words and he has such, he has like the, one of the, the most perfect flows I've ever heard. I mean, one of the longest lines he has in this is who convinced you, you could move against the crew in this. Like that should be two lines, but for some, but somehow he makes it 
just he he meshes it so well between the the two or the the one before and the one after and it's just dude the guy is just remarkably talented when it comes to, to his wordplay even that line itself though like like what that what that read because I, I like that one too because what that read to me was was like who told us the people the masses probably mostly the white people that we can move against what's morally right like like at, at what point did we learn that what we've been learning is is wrong and shitty to other people mm-hmm. and i think that's that's like powerful when Zach says this shit just because we love Zach. We love Zach so much, right? Yeah, Zach, is <laughs> Zach, Zach is God, man. Zach is rad. He's, like he's one of so the, cool. He's one of the great lyricists of the last, like, I don't even know, because many, many years. Because he's been doing things that we've liked for so many decades, not just like years, but decades. And do you know what? you know what's so aggravating about it, about all of it, is that he is best known for his lyrics in killing in the name i i just i hate it so much i hate it so much that is like the most superficial that is like one of the worst rage against the machine songs ever and that's the only song that people reference but it, in the it does name. have a cool I fucking hate it it does have a cool just straightforward very zach like ending i don't care it's just it, you can't just, deny that the ending's not cool though. It's so, it is. It's cool, whatever. But <laughs> I mean, no, but no, it's not really. Yes, it is. You just it's don't not come really. On, no, it's don't, really don't, not. Don't be cool, guy. Like, don't like be in, cool, in, guy. In the context of everything that Zach has done and everything that Rage Against the Machine covered, all the songs that they covered, it's just like, why do people? I mean, I understand why people latch onto that song because it's so simple and so basic and just dumb i understand that but you don't dude, there's understand. so much there's you're, so much you're missing the forest through the trees oh again no I'm not. the entirety of rage against the machine can be summed up with just one line fuck you i won't do what you tell me that's what the entirety of rage against the machine comprised was comprised of that's all they tried to tell people and that's what he said that doesn't make for a good song. I didn't or, say it was a good song. I, mean, I just said that's the like, ending that's part like was a, fucking fun. I mean, I understand that's like a like a good opening statement to the band. That's a good opening statement to the band. But other than that, it doesn't it doesn't add anything to that song in any shape or form. It's just it's a good thesis statement, I guess. Maybe I don't know to a band to the to that band, I should say. But other than that, it that song is not very good. I hate I, I almost hate that song. I almost hate that song. You don't because it's, it, it's definitely like in their bottom ten, for sure. <laughs> but dude, that whole like fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. That you you gotta like that. That's good. Uh, debatable. But, but anyway. then also like okay, so like one one line right before Zach's the convince you thing was when he says I'm too rude for your rudiments. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a like, good one. That's so cool too. Just. Again, taking out everything we know, because he's saying, "Who convinced you? You could move against the crew." Like, mm-hmm. at what point did did we? I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to articulate here because I don't know what I'm trying to say. What? No, but what's really cool about that line is that you know you I, I'm too rude for your rudiments, so I'm too, I'm too, I'm I'm thinking outside of the box of the normal of 
what you would think normal music is or what it's just a great metaphor to to the message that they're trying to convey because rudiments are just like the most boring part of music and to say that you're 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 thinking outside of the box you're doing what's what's not supposed to be done in music that's like the most like that's like one of the for lack of a better term it's like one of the most puck punk things that you can do in music so i I don't know i like that line a lot i i get it it's a great metaphor because i do think that rudiments in art are a bad thing like if you're if you're playing golf like you need the rudiments you need to learn how to hit the ball if you're playing baseball you need to learn how to adjust your swing so your hips move and then your shoulders follow you squash the bug like you need to do these rudimentary things to become better. But in art, because art is so subjective, I think that 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 making people learn the basics in in like a traditional sense is a bad thing. Yes, you can learn the can basics. Be, yeah. You can learn the basics and, and, and go from there. But saying, no, I don't want to hear anything you've done. I don't want to hear nothing until you can show me a, a clean like perididdle on the drums or you can show me like a good chord on the guitar. I don't want to hear nothing else you do. And but like that like that alone is you're already just taking away some some artistic I don't know, self thing you're just, you're from following, the person. You're essentially following the status quo. That's that's really what it's referencing. I like I love that line. It's a great line. Like who the fuck wants to be the next Ingve Malmsteen? Like he's great, but he's so fucking boring. <laughs> really is like jesus like he, he's fun to watch on on video for like 10 minutes and you're like that's it <laughs> i mean that's cool that is it but <laughs> that's really it yeah, like like if you take lessons your whole life and you learn all the basics and you learn all the rudiments yeah you can be the next Ingve malstein yeah but like is that what you could. fucking want to do you want to make boring music that your only thing that you're known for is just being really really fucking technically good with zero artistic expression whatsoever. Yeah. Like, who cares? And I, th- I think that's what this is kind of getting into. Not specifically music with Zach, but I, th- I think he's just telling us that we're all... And, and like Killer Mike says on earlier tracks where we all go to school and learn the same thing. And we're not we're not judged by who we are. We're judged based on test scores and things like that. Ooh, I love that line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love that line. Pretty nasty. Pretty nasty stuff. Speaks so many fucking Pretty truths. nasty it's, stuff. It's insane. It's gross, right? It's gross to think that like we, we try and tell these kids to be to be individuals and express themselves, but yet we we gauge all, we gauge their entire life based off of a, a fifth grade standardized test. Yeah, I know, right? It makes it's so backwards. It makes no fucking sense. Too rude for your rudiments. Mm-hmm, yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Well, that's it for that one, I guess. All right. So what song do you want to talk about next? Do you want to wrap it up? What do you want to do? I don't know what you want to do. I, I, I still have several talking points that I want to okay. I want, I want to get through. One is I want to get through the, their album covers. Okay. Um, Why is that? Because I think that they, that they mean something. I, I think that the, the art itself is, is it correlates with where they are at in their careers, not just musically, but also socially. Um, there was things that, that the, that the group actually did say. And, and if, if you look at run the jewels, one RTJ one, 
that yeah. that cover is is kind of like them forcefully taking rap back, taking what they see as an art form that is getting lost, taking what's theirs, taking what they want. Very forceful, very very here we are, we're fucking great. I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. RTJ2 was kind of like this healing process from the first, kind of like taking a step back, a transitional period for the group, kind of in both ideas and style. Is that why their hands are bandage- bandaged? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. RTJ3, okay. no bandages and no chain, right? Yeah. They're not holding a chain anymore. Now, in RTJ3, they're saying that we are gold. We're no longer attached to the gold. We <clears throat> are we are gold. We are fucking great. Basically kind of saying they've, they're finding their true potential and they've achieved it, which they did. Mm-hmm. Like that was their best. That was their magnum opus Three? until RTJ4 oh. came out. Okay. And then RTJ4 is straight up. This is the future. And I think the overall theme of this, of this album, like if you, just, if you just took one sentence, I, th- I think you could kind of sum up this entire album as to what you gonna do now? And I, 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 I feel like that's the whole future aspect to it, especially with the bright pink cover. Yeah, like it's it's meant to catch your eye. It's meant to be like, what the hell? Like, all this shit is going on, and pink is the opposite of that, right? Pink, you always kind of attribute to like girly stuff and 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 lightheartedness, but this mm-hmm. album is packed so full of intensity. Having a pink album cover is just, is just, it's an oxymoron. It's weird. Yeah. It's bizarre. And I, I think, I think overall this album is, is, is a call and answer. They're calling on us and we need to answer with what we're going to do next. This was their job. This is, this is what they've been telling us to do. Our keyboard warriors, they did something. And Killer Mike has done speeches on societal injustice and he's cried on camera and, and people love this guy and he's amazing. But what are we going to do next? What's going to mm-hmm. happen next? I think that's the theme of this album is now he's in, now now they're involving the fans and they're asking us what are we going to do next? And I and you know comparing the third album, the third album cover with the fourth album cover. So the third one has the the gold hand the gold hands and they're they're pretty they're fairly bright gold. But then the fourth album, they're still the same gold hands, but they're they're dark and they they're dirty. They're they're just like they look worn down, so I feel like that that kind of like signifies where we're at in society, like or where they were as or where they are as a group. Like maybe on the third album, they felt at the top of their game. They felt that you know that let, let's talk about ourselves and you know how how what we're gonna do in the future. But then the fourth album comes out with this album cover, and it's just like they're tired, they're weary, they're own they're they're speaking mainly of the injustices of the world or more specifically the the US and all that kind of stuff so you get this like this dirtier style or this dirtier looking picture in the hands but then you have the bright optimistic background of of that cover art that's that pink like, that pink does it for me I really really like that I don't know that that juxtaposition yeah love it I think it's great fantastic but also, if you look at the the cover up from the first and second record, the, the, those are cartoon images, or not not cartoon, but they're like hand drawn. I should say, they're hand drawn images. And really, if you look at the four between the four the four records, between the second and third is when you saw that kind of like that jump into something more 
into something more in general. I feel like the first two records, they, they were kind of like finding their footing. But the third and the fourth was when they kind of like, dare I say, perfected their, their form. So like you get this rough draft of the first two and then the the final draft of the second of the second of the third and fourth record do you like the, so you kind of uh, see that in the in the drawings of the artwork that's the, like, that's I don't know, that's that's perfectly true they perfected everything in the third like everything that they've done they made it better and they perfected it in the third yeah. album and then, so it, like where do you go from there and then they released this album which again maybe we're just a sucker of the times and because things are just so crazy right now that's why we like this more i don't know only only time will tell in 10 years from now if this is still as good but to come out with three and just have a like a pretty much perfect album and then come out with rtj4 and and it's better is i don't mean it's weird it's pretty nuts it's it's weird yeah definitely not fair (laughs) but damn it's so good and i i fucking i love this record it's it could be my album of the year the it's it's fighting for the number one year. spot what what else do you have up there <sighs> people might hate me but oh, it's, it's the bomb pops so stupid um it's the bomb pops at that their new record came what? Out this, this year i don't know man the bomb pops record's solid oh, yeah it's good it's not like <sighs> legendary or great but it's it's good so i don't know what's going to be my my number one of the year but who knows? There, there are many records that are coming out later this year or sometime this year that could bump it off. You know, we got Smashing Pumpkins, we got Deftones. Oh, dude, let's just stop. We got some great bands come out. All right, let's move year. on. This dumb. <laughs> we got Angels and Airwaves. We got Tom. We got Tom. You, you just you literally just listed the three worst bands of all time. <laughs> oh, shut that! You love Tom. Shut I don't up. love any of those bands. You sh- shut up. Each more shitty than the last. <sighs> You're so wrong because I know you, how much you love Tom. Hmm. It, the 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 funniest thing about that is that you try so hard to act like you don't like him, and it makes you so mad that you like his music that you just you're, you're in this constant state of conflict in your own mind. Yeah, just, I, I guess whatever fucking planet you live on, that's that that rings true. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's true. Okay, let's. What, 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 what do you want to do next? What's what's going on? So we talked about. Let me see here. My, We've talked my, about my, everything except for the intro, outro, pulling the pin, never look back, good, go, goodies. I it auto-corrected goodies. to goodies. Goonies. <laughs> goonies versus E.T. Out of, and out of sight. Yeah, Goonies versus E.T. was my fourth banger on this one. Okay. Let's, 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 uh, let's get in there because there's some really good stuff here. Okay. Let's do it. So what do you got? Um, I, like, I like the beat. I think the beat here, it builds tension. It, it builds with that that hi hat, those hi hats that are constantly going. It just keeps building and building and building. And I think like the live sample that they use, right? Like the 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 hey yo whatever it is. Yeah, it's kind of like that that ever so famous call and answer sound that we get from from that song from Public Enemy. Can can we get a witness? From, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, th- I think I think that's cool. I think it's a very hip hop thing to do. And uh, it's always fun. It's always a good time. But um, but the song kind of like alludes to our, our our own personal destruction, both like physically and mentally. And another time that they call out the Wu Tang, paying homage to the boys at the Wu Tang and the Thirty Six Chambers. 
and ah, great album, great movie too. Saying that they uh, their tombstone's gonna read they speaking of of, of Jaime and, and Michael Rendor that they were nothing to fuck with. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah, what I liked about this one too, they, there's only two verses. Both verses are are very long. They're very long for the, for the group. Uh, the first one is like we've said, most of this record is LP. He starts, he does the first verse. Killer Mike comes in to save the day. And uh, and yeah, they're they're very long, but I feel like this is the the second verse with, with Mike. It's it's also it's probably my second. It's also one of my favorite parts of this entire record. He has the, the his flow in it and the way he uses words in it is just so so great and just the the commentary on both of it so like um the wait did i get this wrong yeah okay so so (laughs) dude i'm so all over the place (laughs) so lp like lyrically he kind of focuses on like the environmental pollution and just how we're kind of like destroying the planet but then mike takes it to the next level and he talks more about like social issues and how the TV and social media, TV and social media especially, really take that and run with it, and they kind of make things far worse than they actually are, almost, but without actually saying it. And I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that how the media is really trying to how they how the media really runs with everything and makes things far worse than they actually are. So yeah, that's my that's my my number my number four. Should I play it? Uh, I mean, no, yeah, we can play. I, I mean, I definitely want to play the last a few words for the firing squad, but okay. uh, we can play both, both of them okay. at least. So here's uh here's Goonies versus ET. Ooh. If I make another wish, I wish for wish for you, for you. Hey. Egad, you heard of these lads at the mint How we made a grip, never broke dick Truly the Cadillac, I had to contract L's on a quick Dick em up, slick, talkin' no tricks That's the funniest shit Finally the money up and prank on the kid And the planet hit skids Living in a valley of flames like I win Skyline of blaze and a bomb rock pick You don't want to acknowledge them raw, give a shit Never nah, you can talk to me fine when I'm gone Bad news bearing along with big claws Tryna hold a whole lives in his paws and applaud Swearing to God damn, the whole city odd Make a poor man's heart, we got scars for hearts Shit for eyes, baby, living in a one-chance life So I stick to the arm, oh my God, I'm on some mad Cash bag, running through beds all Hope it don't crash, get us all Motherfuck, bring it up fast Be alone, I'm a home and I can and then dash Fuck y'all got another planet on stash Far from the fact that the flames are part trash That is not slow, it is ash You gotta know the past, gotta rap It's enough of all mad, but I promise Baby, if I had another chance I would give another chance to you If I make another wish, I'll wish for a wish for you. Put the brass on the magic lamps, damn near up through. Through. The wish of the wish of the wish of the wish of the chances are that none not coming true. There you have it. Goonies versus ET. From Run the Jewels. Bam, I love bam, that beat bam. too. Bam, bam, <sighs> bam. And then the 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 distorted deep vocals, and then how LP kind of like talks over them as well. Oh, it's so good. It's great. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. 
All right, should we get into the uh, to the to the last song? Yeah. A few words for the firing squad. Yeah. So, what do you like so much about this one? I, I think this album is set up in a way where it gives you that that feeling of if you're flipping through stations or if you're tuning the the electronic button on your on your car radio, and mm-hmm. and you come across this. This uh, this uh, this episode, whatever this is supposed to be, right? This Yankee and the Brave, and and that's why the album starts out is it's introducing you to this show, similar to to the old TV shows from I don't know before TV was fun, like in the forties and fifties and sixties and shit. <laughs> like but TV you, was fun back then. No, it wasn't. It was. It, it there's some solid stuff from the sixties and seventies. Oh, Tyler, I know, I know. Like you pretend that you're cool by watching the old Three Stooges stuff, but that's just, that stuff no, that, is garbage. No, that that predate that predates garbage. television. You understand that predates television. You understand that it's garbage, right? But it's not. But it's you like garbage. Dick Van Dyke Show, right? I don't Dick like. Van Dyke I don't shows. like anything made before the year two thousand and twenty. Late, dude. You're just you're. You're like <laughs> the epitome of zero fun. <laughs> Honestly, you are. I, I like so I like that setup. I, I I like that the album starts and ends kind of the same way. Uh-huh. And a few words for the firing squad, given that that scenario where you know any any last words, Doctor Jones, before we kill you. <laughs> and this is what what Mike and and LP have to say, and it's. It's like sad. It's like really fucked up and it's really sad and and it's exhausting. It's exhausting in its intensity and it's like amazingly beautiful and tragic all at once. And I think it's it's not my favorite song, but it's like the most emotionally draining and it's it's so sad cuz Killer Mike mentions like his mom and how her death is a, still affecting him. And he says he'll never be the same because of it, and and we've seen that too, like in like in, uh, in in music stuff that we've talked about, like Buck Owens for one, how he talked mm-hmm. about his best friend died, and he had said multiple times that ever since that happened, he was never the same. He never got over. It. He never recovered from it. And and Killer Mike, always, he says that he's basically just one one bad day away from just going completely insane over that. I think that's very very sad. And LP mentions his sister. And her physical pain and, and what she went through. And he's very sad for that. Even though he had nothing to do with it, he probably couldn't stop it or whatever happened. I don't know. But it's just, it's just, it's just very, it's very sad. And, and like as with a lot of last moments and a lot of last words, this song plays on that idea of like sorrow and apologies and regret. And, and that idea that Run the Jewels are speaking for those who don't? Who can't speak for themselves? But not only that, but those, but those people who don't, who never got the chance to speak for themselves, and like the idea of regret that clearly Mike has for missing his mom's last moments, where supposedly mm-hmm. he was on a plane to go see her for her last moments, and while on that plane, she ended up dying, and so you, like you know, he has he's just a ton of regret for that, and just he probably feels so bad and so, just like the way they 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 put it all out there on this last song. For the firing squad in their last moments, yeah, it's it's too much, man. It's too much. It's too intense. It's a pretty heavy song. Yeah, it's I agree too with intense. You on that. Yeah, and the, like the melody. Do you like the melody for for Yankee and the Brave? Like the outro, and it's just it's fucking good. It's like a cool Daft Punk type melody, 
or something you would hear from like college dropout or graduation from Kanye. Like it's that good. It's fantastic. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare it to Kanye, but okay. the fuck out of here. Kanye has amazing production. He's hailed for his production quality. Mm. Fantastic. Iconic. Legendary. Get over he yourself. No, he does have I mean as a producer, he was he was great. It's incredible. Was great. And, and like, was great. But that's just like a testament to LPs. Is he he's an incredible producer, mm-hmm. and and I think the reason why RTJ may be a little bit underrated is because they don't they don't like personify your typical big label rap group. They're not like Kanye. They they're just very they're very plain old people. Yeah, and they're not they're not arrogant in the same way that that Kanye is either. You know, they like they they release everything for free, and they surprise release things. Like they don't they don't feed into the media hype. They speak they speak how they feel. They they speak about things that they they feel passionate about, and that's a lot of people in the mainstream music just don't do that. It's just, that's what really sets them apart. And then you have amazing production skills like you said of of lp he i don't know it's it's really it's really really great but yeah this last song i mean i i I agree with you on on a lot of that they're they're really kind of opening themselves up in in a very 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 emotional way both of them are and both verse or all the verses are just very very long and they all i don't know it's a very deep song, a very very deep song, and a, a weird way to close the record. And also but above, like above all else, too, in a very Zach fashion, the last lyric on this before like the outro is is Killer Mike, and he says, "Go hard." Last words to the firing squad was, "Fuck you too." <laughs> like just, dude, just to think that you were. Oh my god, that's like movie quality. Yeah. Like the is. last thing somebody says before they get executed was fuck you too. Oh my god. <laughs> that's it. I <laughs> You're out. Speechless. Speechless. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't even know where to go from here. Yeah, it's rough, man. It's it's tough. Damn. Not rough, but it's tough to move on, yeah. <sighs> I love that. Sh- I love it. This this album is so fucking good. It's it's Exceeded my expectations, and, and my expectations were high because RTJ three was was a damn near perfect album. Yeah. So so then should we should we wrap it up? Yeah, we can wrap Give it our up. final thoughts. Okay. So what do you got? What do you, what are your final thoughts? You kind of touched upon it, but what, what yeah, else you got? I, again, this 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 exceeded my expectations. Um, I I I got into to RTJ late three and above, so I didn't I didn't get to see see them grow year by year it was was, i just saw them grow from three to four so Mm -hmm. that's that's fine i guess maybe that's why i like three and four so much but but i think just even even being as objective as i can this this album this album is their best and it's it's bizarre it's bizarre that these guys can grow and get better every time they release an album and it's it's weird suspicious I, it is. It as is. I said previously, and I don't. I don't get it. But, um, but um, yeah. If I had to rate this one, um, 
not every song on here was a banger. There were a couple that that weren't bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were there was very little negative I have to say about this, but uh, given that uh, this is this is a perfect this is a perfect album. This is three out of three. He <laughs> <laughs> had me so scared. He had me so scared there. I thought you were gonna be a total idiot about it. Just, yeah, this I can't. Oh damn! I I wrap in my mind trying to find why I shouldn't give this a perfect three, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't stop. Won't stop. So yeah, like I said, my introduction to Run the Jewels was was right before the third album with with the Zach song and so kind of comparing this to to the third record really because that's what I'm most familiar with one because it was the first full length I heard from the from the group but also because we did it on the pod several years ago and uh this is just RTJ4 is just leaps and bounds over what the third record was musically and especially lyrically it's just it's just it's so good they they touch upon so many subjects and they do it in such a way that that is just so beautifully done and the the artists that they have on here are just they're they're so well placed within the songs and everything is so calculated and so like i said well fucking done it's so good so i'm gonna have to give this out of our three-point rating system where three is a perfect album two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to one's a bad album, but give it a shot. And zero is, uh, after you have your, your ears run over by a truck, <laughs> that's what happens. So I'm going to have to give this album a perfect three. Woo! I don't throw out the perfect threes very often, but this is definitely a perfect three. Um, you give There's, out perfect albums, a lot, perfect threes out a lot. Like it's fucking I Halloween candy. I never have. Only to good album. Only the perfect albums do I give the perfect ranking out. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, th- this album there, there's there's even the the o oh, the okay songs are still great songs. There's not a bad fucking song on it. Yeah. So, I guess I'm 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 kind of looking through the track listing right now, and if I had to get, I wouldn't even talk about that Josh Homme song, but because it was damn. it wasn't. It wasn't a Josh Homme song. Yeah. Like, yeah, at, at best, he probably just provided that eclectic uh, guitar parts for that song, which was actually... A lot of the harms, too. The harms were there. Those that like those those guitar parts were very reminiscent of that Songs for the Deaf album that we did. Like, they remind me a lot of, their, of that. Yeah. But, I was thinking um, of a different record, but... That's the only record I've heard, and then it reminded me of that. But, I mean, it was... Mm. To feature Josh Homme and, and not, I don't and know. not use him vocally or yeah. use him more for like more guitar based or, I mean I understand use him for the vibe because he has a very specific vibe but, it was just, I, don't, I was expecting more. I, I was expecting more too. And I remember when 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 the record dropped when this record dropped, the first song I listened to was the Zach one and the second song I listened to was the Josh Homme one, and just thinking like where the fuck was he like I didn't even. Like upon my first listen, I didn't even think that he was just going to be in the background, but he obviously was. But yeah, it, it's it's still a great song. That uh, pulling the pin is a great song. But if I had to pick a bad song on this, it would probably have been out of sight, the third song on it. Oof. But still a fucking banger, which we didn't talk about. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a perfect fucking album. Doesn't matter. 
does not matter. It's a perfect album by Run the Jewels. So, do you have anything else to say? You got what? What else you got? You got nothing? No, that was nothing? it. I, I, I would assume you've already started playing the outro, but you know, you've you've been sleeping on it, and so now here we are. I sleep on anything in the outro. Not I haven't been sleeping listening on any, to the on outro, anything. talking about the outro without the outro playing. Oh, there it is. Oh God! Well, this is Asinine Radio. This is uh, this is the greatest podcast to ever exist. Thank you all for listening. If you've even gotten this far, thank you for listening. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Give us five stars, please. Give us five stars on on iTunes. It would be great. And uh, fuck, that's it. That's all. I, I I got nothing else. It's late. I'm. T- I don't know. I'm done. That's it. That's all. All right, you ready to open these ones up? I've already poured. I'm ready to go, baby boy. Oh my god. I want to catch my breath. want to catch my breath. Yes, I human have. Human feces? Have you eaten human feces? No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Because you know you're probably not going to like it. No way. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Don't, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>